0: Chapter 5, verses 27 through 39. Of Catina Aurea, Gospel of Saint Luke, Part 1, by Saint Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 27 through 32. And after these things he went forth and saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, Follow me. And he left all, rose up and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house. And there was a great company of publicans and others that sat down with them. But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners? And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Augustine After the healing of the sick of the palsy, St. Luke goes on to mention the conversion of a publican, saying, After these things he went and saw a publican of the name of Levi, sitting at the receipt of custom. This is Matthew, also called Levi. Bede. Now Luke and Mark, for the honor of the evangelist, are silent as to his common name, but Matthew is the first to accuse himself, and gives the name of Matthew and publican that no one might despair of salvation, because of the enormity of his sins, when he himself was changed from a publican to an apostle, Cyril. For Levi had been a publican, a rapacious man, of unbridled desires after vain things, a lover of other men's goods, for this is the character of the publican. But snatched from the very worship of malice, by Christ's call, hence it follows, And he said unto him, Follow me. He bids him follow him, not with bodily step, but with the soul's affections. Matthew therefore, being called by the word, left his own, who was wont to seize the things of others, as it follows, and having left all, he rose and followed him. Chrysostom, here mark both the power of the caller and the obedience of him that was called. For he neither resisted nor wavered, but forthwith obeyed, and like the fishermen he did not even wish to go into his own house, that he might tell it to his friends. Basil, he not only gave up the profits of the customs, but also despised the dangers which might occur to himself and his family from leaving the accounts of the receipts uncompleted. theophylact and so from him that received toll from the passers-by. Christ received toll, not money, but entire devotion to his company. Chrysostom. But the Lord honored Levi, whom he had called by immediately going to his feast, for this testified the greater confidence in him. Hence it follows, and Levi made him a great feast in his own house. Nor did he sit down to meet with him alone, but with many, as it follows, and there was a great company of publicans and others that sat down with them. For the publicans came to Levi, as to their colleague, and a man in the same line with themselves, that he too, glorying in the presence of Christ, called them all together. For Christ displayed every sort of remedy, not only by discoursing and displaying cures, or even by rebuking the envious, but also by eating with them. He corrected the faults of some, thereby giving us a lesson that every time and occasion brings with its own profit. But he shunned not the company of publicans for the sake of the advantage that might ensue, like a physician, who unless he touch the afflicted part cannot cure the disease. Ambrose. For by his eating with sinners he prevents not us also from going to a banquet with the Gentiles. Chrysostom. But nevertheless, the Lord was blamed by the Pharisees, who were envious and wished to separate Christ and his disciples. As it follows, and the publicans murmured, saying, Why do you eat with publicans, etc.? Ambrose. This was the voice of the devil. This was the first word the serpent uttered to Eve. Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat. So they diffused the poison of their father. Augustine. Now, St. Luke seems to have related this somewhat different from the other evangelists. For he does not say that to our Lord alone it was objected that he eat and drank with publicans and sinners, but to the disciples also, that the charge might be understood, both of him and them. But the reason that Matthew and Mark related the objection, as made concerning Christ to his disciples, was that seeing the disciples aid with publicans and sinners— It was the rather objected to their master, as him whom they followed and imitated. The meaning therefore is the same, yet so much the better, as while still keeping to the truth, it differs in certain words. Chrysostom But our Lord refutes all their charges, showing that so far from its being a fault to mix with sinners, it is but a part of his merciful design. As it follows, And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, in which he reminds them of their common infirmities and shows them that they are of the number of the sick, but adds, He is the physician. It follows, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance, as if he should say, So far am I from hating sinners, that for their sakes only I came not that they should remain sinners, but be converted and become righteous. Hence he adds to repentance, which serves well to explain the passage, that no one should suppose that sinners, because they are sinners, are loved by Christ, since that similitude of the sick plainly suggests what our Lord meant by calling sinners, as a publican, the sick, in order that from infirmity as from sickness they should be saved. Ambrose, but how does God love righteousness and David has never seen the righteous man forsaken if the righteous are excluded and the sinner called? Unless you understand that he meant by the righteous those who boast of the law and seek not the grace of the gospel. Now no one is justified by the law but redeemed by grace. He therefore calls not those who call themselves righteous For the claimers to righteousness are not called to grace. For if grace is from repentance, surely he who despises repentance renounces grace. Ambrose. But he calls those sinners who, considering their gift and feeling that they cannot be justified by the law, submit themselves by repentance to the grace of Christ. Chrysostom. Now he speaks of the righteous ironically, as when he says, Behold, Adam is become as one of us. Behold, that there was none righteous upon the earth, St. Paul shows, saying, All have sinned and need the grace of God. Gregory of Nyssa, Or he means that the sound and righteous need no physician, i.e. the angels, but the corrupt and sinners, i.e. ourselves do, since we catch the disease of sin, which is not in heaven. Bede. Now by the election of Matthew is signified the faith of the Gentiles, who formerly gasped after worldly pleasures, but now refreshed the body of Christ with zealous devotion. Theophylact, or the publican is he who serves the prince of this world and is debtor to the flesh, to which the glutton gives his food, the adulterer his pleasure, and another something else. But when the Lord saw him sitting at the receipt of custom, and not stirring himself to greater wickedness, he calls him that he might be snatched from the evil, and follow Jesus, and receive the Lord into the house of his soul. Ambrose, But he who receives Christ into his inner chamber is fed with the greatest delights of overflowing pleasures. The Lord therefore willingly enters, and reposes in his affection. But again the envy of the treacherous is kindled, and the form of their future punishment is prefigured. For while all the faithful are feasting in the kingdom of heaven, the faithless will be cast out hungry. Or by this is denoted the envy of the Jews, who are afflicted at the salvation of the Gentiles. Ambrose, at the same time also is shown the difference between those who are zealous for the law and those who are for grace, that they who follow the law shall suffer eternal hunger of soul, while they who have received the word into the inmost soul, refreshed with abundance of heavenly meat and drink, can neither hunger nor thirst. And so they who fasted in soul murmured. Verses 33 through 39. And they said unto him, Why do the disciples of John fast often, and make prayers, and likewise the disciples of the Pharisees, but thine eat and drink? And he said unto them, Can ye make the children of the bride-chamber fast, while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come, when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast in those days. And he spake also a parable unto them. No man putteth a piece of a new garment upon an old. If otherwise then, both the new maketh a rent, and the piece that was taken out of the new agreeeth not with the old and no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled, and the bottles shall perish. But new wine must be put into new bottles, and both are preserved. No man also, having drunk old wine, straightway desireth new. For he saith, The old is better. Cyril, As soon as they have received the first answer from Christ, they proceed from one thing to another, with the intent to show that the holy disciples, and Jesus himself, with them, cared very little for the law. Hence it follows, Why do the disciples of John fast, but thine eat, etc.? As if they said, Ye eat with publicans and sinners, whereas the law forbids to have any fellowship with the unclean. But compassion comes in as an excuse for your transgression. Why then do ye not fast, as they are wont to do, who wish to live according to the law? But holy men indeed fast, that by the mortification of their body they may quell its passions. Christ needed not fasting for the perfecting of virtue, since as God he was free from every yoke of passion. Nor again did his companions need fasting, but being made partakers of his grace, without fasting, they were strengthened in all holy and godly living. For when Christ fasted for forty days, it was not to mortify his passions but to manifest to carnal men the rule of abstinence? Augustine. Now Luke evidently relates that this was spoken not by men of themselves, but by others concerning them. How then does Matthew say, Then came unto him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, unless that they themselves also came, and were all eager, as far as they were able, to put the question to him? Augustine. Now there are two fasts, one in tribulation, to propitiate God for our sins, another in joy, when, as carnal things delight us less, we feed the more on things spiritual. The Lord therefore, being asked why his disciples did not fast, answered, As to each fast, and first of the fast of tribulation, for it follows, And he said unto them, Can ye make the children of the bridegroom fast? when the bridegroom is with them. Persostom. As if he should say, the present time is one of joy and gladness. Sorrow must not then be mixed up with it. Cyril. For the showing forth of our Savior in this world was nothing else but a great festival, spiritually uniting our nature to him as his bride, that she who was formerly barren might become fruitful, The children of the bridegroom, then, are found to be those who have been called by him through a new and evangelical discipline, but not the scribes and Pharisees who observe only the shadow of the law. Augustine, now this which Luke alone mentions, ye cannot make the children of the bridegroom fast, is understood to refer to those very men who said that they would make the children of the bridegroom mourn and fast, since they were about to kill the bridegroom. Cyril, having granted to the children of the bridegroom that it was not fitting that they should be troubled as they were keeping a spiritual feast but that fasting should be abolished among them he adds as a direction but the day shall come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them and then shall they fast in those days Augustine, as if he said then shall they be desolate and in sorrow and in lamentation until the joy of consolation shall be restored to them by the Holy Spirit. Ambrose, or that fast is not given up, whereby the flesh is mortified, and the desires of the body chastened. For this fast commends us to God, but we cannot fast who have Christ, and banquet on the flesh and blood of Christ. Basil, the children of the bridegroom also cannot fast, i.e., refuse nourishment to the soul, but live on every word which proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Ambrose, but when are those days in which Christ shall be taken away from us, since he has said, I will be with you always, even unto the end of the world. But no one can take Christ away from you, unless you take yourself away from him. Bede, for as long as the bridegroom is with us, we both rejoice and can neither fast nor mourn, But when he has gone away through our sins, then a fast must be declared, and mourning be enjoined. Ambrose. Lastly it is spoken of the fast of the soul, as the context shows, for it follows, but he said, No man putteth a piece of new garment upon an old. He calleth fasting an old garment, which the apostle thought should be taken off, saying, Put off the old man with his deeds. In the same manner, we have a series of precepts not to mix up the actions of the old and new man. Augustine, or else the gift of the Holy Spirit being received, there is a kind of fast which is of joy, which they who are already renewed to the spiritual life most seasonably celebrate. Before they receive this gift, he says, they are as old garments, to which a new piece of cloth is most unsuitably sewed on i.e. any part of the doctrine which relates to the soberness of the new life. For if this takes place, the very doctrine itself also is in a measure divided, for it teaches a general fast, not from pleasant food only, but from all delight and temporal pleasures, the part of which that appertains to food, he said ought not to be given to men, still devoted to their old habits, for therein seems to be a rent, and it agreeeth not with the old. He says also that they are like to old skins, as it follows, and no one putteth wine into old skins. Ambrose, the weakness of man's condition is exposed when our bodies are compared to the skins of dead animals. Augustine, but the apostles are compared to old skins, who are most easily burst with new wine, i.e. with spiritual precepts, then contain them. Hence it follows, else the new wine will burst the skins, and the wine will be spilled. But they were new skins at that time, when after the ascension of the Lord they received the Holy Spirit, when from desire of his consolation they were renewed by prayer and hope. Hence it follows, But the new wine must be put into new bottles, and both are preserved. Bede Inasmuch as wine refreshes us within, but garments cover us without, the garments are the good works which we do abroad, by which we shine before men. Wine, the fervor of faith, hope, and charity. Or the old skins are the scribes and Pharisees. The new peace and the new wine, the precepts of the gospel. Gregory of Nisa, For wine newly drawn forth evaporates on account of the natural heat in the liquor throwing off from itself the scum by natural action, such wine is the new covenant, which the old skins, because of their unbelief, contain not, and are therefore burst by the excellence of the doctrine, and cause the grace of the spirit to flow in vain, because into an evil soul wisdom will not enter. But to every soul which is not renewed, but goes on still in the old way of wickedness, the sacraments of the new mysteries ought not to be given. They also, who wish to mix the precepts of the law with the gospel, as the Galatians did, put new wine into old bottles. It follows, No man also, having drunk old wine, straightway desireth new. For he saith, The old is better. For the Jews, imbued with the taste of their old life, despised the precepts of the new grace and being defiled with the traditions of their ancestors, were not able to perceive the sweetness of spiritual words. End of chapter 5